Hi, welcome to episode seven of the Four Loops Golf Podcast. Today we chat with Alex Pitty, our club pro, about the return to golf, some exciting things in store around the club over the next few weeks, and also about his travels as a young touring pro around Australia and overseas. I hope you enjoy. I'd just like to welcome our uh, club pro, Alex Pitty, to episode seven of the uh, Medway Four Loops Golf Podcast. How are you, Alex? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. No worries. Always a, a pleasure to have a... You're a regular now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. And it's uh, today we're going to have a bit of a chat about a few things. And um, I guess it's the first part of it is going to be about uh, return to normal. So... Uh, How's it all going at the club? Yeah, it's, um, it's been a really, really cool, um, pretty hectic month or so. There's obviously been a few interruptions as we've gone back uh, gone back into things with, I mean, some the restrictions of playing in twos and then obviously the storm we had last Friday. But um, you know, now that we're back outside playing in groups of four without masks, everyone's in, in good spirits. And it's, yeah, nice to have a bit of a bit of good atmosphere around the club. Well, that's good. How's the... Um... The whole sort of double vaccine going over. You're 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 at the at the cold face and we yeah. check in, but I mean, are, are, are most of the members been compliant. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been fine, really. I mean, it's you know every every workplace is going to have a couple of minor hiccups, but we haven't had anything more than that. It's all all been pretty smooth sailing from everyone. Everyone's been hospitable and pretty understanding from our point of view. So obviously, it's pretty awkward. <laughs> it's sort of a little bit awkward having to go up to people and sort of. Just ask them if they can uh, can show that to us because you just don't know what people's beliefs are and um, where they stand. So, but it's yeah, it's been okay from my side anyway. Well, that's good to hear. Look, yeah, of course that's a yeah, that's um, it's not something we're we're accustomed to doing, and uh, so uh, yeah, no, that's good that it's worked out all right. And, and oh, geez, it's uh, it's just nice to see to to see people and walk around without face masks on outside. That that's going to be uh, put a smile on the members' dial. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, that's good. Excellent. How the how's the lessons? Are they sort of uh, kicked back into gear? Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's been a bit overwhelming. If I'm honest, I mean, I, it's obviously great. Um, but um, yeah, it's been really, really, really busy. It's been tough to fit people in um, at times that they they want it because obviously most people still want to have a lesson on the weekend or or in the evenings after work, and yep. only only so many hours in the day. So, no, but it's been it's been really good. I've still got plenty of time. Just Usually isn't in that popular uh, that popular time sort of the end of the day. It's got to be in the morning or the uh, the early afternoon. Okay, oh, that, that's that's uh, that's good to hear. A few challenges there. Now, how's that new tech going? That Garmin. Uh, yeah. uh... that's been fun. It's been. Um, I've, I've actually I've used it a lot more than I thought I would so far. Um, okay. With no, I thought it was going to be a bit more helpful for better golfers, um, but I've actually used it quite a lot with with some new ones. It's pretty fun to. To see some numbers on a screen, what most people do, and you know, I found it quite helpful with a few of my new uh, new lessons as well, which has been cool. Oh, excellent, excellent! And I hear we've been the club's been nominated as a finalist for the is it Vision Twenty Twenty Five or what's so? Yes, I remember I've got into the last coming into the last four with for the Visionary of the Year for Twenty Twenty One, which is which is awesome, and that's obviously a credit to. Basically, the whole um, the whole of the golf club. So, I mean, the board, Brett, for the I guess the membership um, setups that he's got there to help new ladies get into golf. It's mostly been about the the women's program that we've got up and running because we've obviously had a big influx of new 
new female golfers, which is fantastic. And I guess that's sort of where most of um, most of our good works come from. Yeah. Well, sounds good. I mean, you do the groundwork now, and hopefully that'll that'll pay some dividends down the track to get to a more equal representation. Yeah, of uh, players on and off the you know on the on the course and on the committee and other stuff like that. So, uh, oh, it's good to see the clubs, uh, you know, on the front foot there, which is which is good. And uh, anything anything else uh, happening on the on the ladies' front? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really good to have more um, more women playing. When I first started, it was only three years ago, but. I mean, there weren't very many women that played um, on a Sunday afternoon. We've already sort of, I guess, it feels like we've added another 50% to our numbers on a Sunday afternoon. A lot of them are new golfers. And mm-hmm. Tuesday, we've got our five for five that runs. And look, it's just not huge numbers, but we're getting anywhere from sort of four to 10 women coming along and playing on a Tuesday morning. We've got, you know, women's clinics that are back up and running. We've got three full classes there. And, you know, from there, it's easy to build into some, um, some bigger numbers amongst the membership and just you know, build a better atmosphere for the women at the golf club. Oh, it's a, it's a great thing. We're getting. It sounds like we're getting a bit of traction in, in that marketplace, and uh, you know, it's pretty competitive. Uh, uh, trying to get you know get the ladies, as the usual sort of stuff, starting out in golf. It's not the cheapest sport in the world, and uh, and feeling. And even just, I played with a couple of new members yesterday, and even just getting, you know, then feeling comfortable playing in a sort of a, a membered golf club. Uh, sometimes us long-term members forget about that it's a. Uh, it's quite it's a little bit daunting, you know, when you're playing with guys that have been at the club for a long time and you're only a newbie. So, uh, well, that's good. We, anything else happening on the, the junior front? Uh, anything uh, going on there? Yeah, I mean, junior classes are back um, are back up and running on the weekends and we've got our Wednesday night um, girls class there back up and going. We've had a, a few less numbers than we have done in the past so far as people have been trying to get away on holidays, uh, as you'd expect, but <laughs> um, we'll ramp back up and... We actually we got a got a good um got a good email from Golf Australia last uh, late last week letting us know that we've been successful in getting a a two thousand dollar grant to help set up a Golf Australia Girls Scholarship program at the club, which is which is awesome. It gives us a chance to um, look after some memberships from some of our younger girls, and um, Golf Australia going to pay for some coaching for them. Oh, so that's a, I guess a bit of a um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of a bridge gap sort of between the girls that are just starting the game to. The ones that have handicaps, we're looking to try and just have something in the middle to help that process be a little bit easier for them, and it's it's going to be a big help for us for sure. Well, that sounds like that's a fair amount of money, and uh, it's good to see the Golf Australia. Uh, you know, thought uh, you know we were able to qualify for that, and uh, that, as I say, that'll help uh, maybe transition uh, a few a few young young ladies into sort of uh, young members. So, uh, all kudos to you to the club and uh, for, for yourselves for, for for getting that sorted out and. Uh, now, how, I believe you're the, you're the man behind the Pro-Am that's coming up soon, are you, Alex? Well, well the, the man behind it as far as the organising goes, but I'm not oh, look, yeah. <laughs> putting up anything of my own. So other than um, other than my, my neck, if it doesn't go very well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's really well. That's been pretty overwhelming as well. So we've had a, a huge response from, I mean, all, all parts of the golf club as well as um, some people from outside of the club. So we've, we've all we've filled the afternoon field full of, Full of sponsor groups, which is an incredible achievement. Um, wow. I think um, the club's just yeah, everyone's just rallied behind it. And even last last Monday, we opened the uh, the entries for the the AM shotgun, and we filled it within an hour. So, I mean, there's 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 a few members that I've. It's a little bit awkward because we we can't get everyone a game that wants to play. Um, Jeez. Which yeah, that that sort of that's a little bit um, I guess sad on my part, but we still want everyone that um, that wanted to be a part of the day to, to come on down and. 
and get involved. There's there's no limit on the amount of people that can come down and sit on the deck and have a watch. So if you, yep. if you are one of the ones that have missed out, we still want you to, to be a part of the day. Oh, look, look, I'm sure there'll be a lot of lot of atmosphere and, uh, you know, and, and seeing seeing how the pros uh, play our course. Um, that's always, you know, some of the some of the lines they take and stuff like that. You're not going to see that every day, are you? Um, Especially on some of the holes that, um, <laughs> that we've got. I mean, holes like two, three and four, you sort of yeah. wouldn't be used to seeing many golfers try and take those holes on. And a few guys might, but I mean, just getting back to the... Um, the entries feeling we're still hopeful i'm still hopeful we can yep. spot a, a few extra groups into the morning we've just got to figure out with the pga how many pros we can actually have come and play with the amount of money we're, the amount of money we're putting up for them so oh yeah. right okay i mean yeah look i mean it, it's fantastic that um yeah we're oversubscribed and it's just it's yeah. going up great so i mean I'm not as i say it's not just you it's the whole club uh no, you know not, from, from the board through brett no. and stuff like that of uh Giving it the green light and, and it's sort of just going off. Um, sounds like it's going off gangbusters. And uh, but yeah, look, I'm sure uh, you know. Yeah, the, so if you can always squeeze a couple more in, it's uh, it's all good. And uh, yeah, I reckon it'd be great to sort of wander down and uh, go for going. You know, you've got a spare hour or two if you're working from home. You know, sneak out for a wander at lunchtime. Come over and have a look. All that's <laughs> right. And look, and by then the the clubhouse is due to be open. I mean, it's going to be tight, but we should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be an awesome day. And it's just, it's awesome that the club, the board, and, and Brett have given us the green light to have a go. We're going to be the first, the first metropolitan club to, to have a pro am since the the big lockdown this year. There are a couple up on the Murray starting next week, but it's sort of good to be one of the front runners and get our club sort of out there and um, you know showing that we, we give a damn and we want to sort of uh, look after everyone. Oh, look, might be an opportunity to let, let Channel Nine or. You know, the helicopter might come in and, uh, you know, cross to, the, cross to the Medway Pro-Am, you know. <laughs> uh, just, and, and from the golfer's perspective, like the professional golfers, yeah. I, I mean, are you are managed to, um, I mean, are you drawing the pros from just Victorian pros or is there interstate or, I mean, you know, a lot of them probably that might have been away you know, playing, you know, playing, playing their trade overseas. Are, are some of them in town, we're going to, you're going to be able to sort of uh, coax along. Yeah. I mean, most of the field's Victorian, but we're going to, we've actually got quite a few um, interstate players that have entered so far, oh, no. uh, which is, which is awesome. So following our event, um, the two days immediately following our event, there's a, a program at Geelong and then there's one at Torquay and that leads into the, the Victorian PGA and then another tour event in, in, uh, in Warrigal. So oh. there's sort of a bit of a restart for everyone. Um, from interstate, and now that the, I guess that the border rules are softening up a little bit, even some guys from from WA are going to come because there's enough golf for them to justify that week, uh, week of home quarantine when they get back. So it's sort of it's looking good from that side of things. We've got at the moment there's over we've got ne- nearly 80 entrants, um, but that'll we're only going to be able to take I think I think around about 60. Okay, okay. Any any names there? Uh, you know. Gene yeah, Norman for sure. Or something like that, you know. <laughs> he's, he's too busy trying to make uh, make millions out of the Saudi Arabians. But <laughs> he's, he's yes. we've, got, um, we've got Matt Griffin. Like he won the Australian Tour Broad of Merit a few years ago. Won a New Zealand Open. Mm-hmm. And we've got, um, Dan Lawson, Brett Rankin. They've you know they made the cut in the um, the Dunhill Links only just a few weeks ago on the European Tour. They they're both playing well. There's lots of there's lots of big name players or even ones that. I guess you wouldn't describe as a big name that are that are really elite that just haven't uh, haven't quite hit the world stage just yet. But there's a, it's a really strong field. Oh, that's good. I mean, I know Matty Griffin. He, he goes plays the Japanese tour. I think I've heard him on a podcast uh, 
uh, Golf Australia and then the, and so the other guys that are sort of, um, yeah, you know, they got tour cards or uh, stuff like that. So that, that'd be good to see them, uh, see how they go around Medway, you know, the small greens and, uh, you know, yeah, on unsplating lies. <laughs> uh, very good. Guys just like me, Chris, that are just sort of happy to get out there and have a hit. So, I mean, not everyone that's playing is going to be at the elite level, but it's sort of, I guess it's good to have, um, I guess, all ends of the spectrum from the PGA pros come and have a game too because it's, you know, we don't want to get the, the members' hopes up thinking everyone's going to shoot 66. It's certainly not going to be the case. <laughs> Hi, I hope you enjoyed part one of the Four Loops Golf Podcast today. Now it's time for a shout out to a club sponsor. Swift Signs, club member, Brendan Jamison. Swift Signs do vehicle, pylon, illuminated and digital signage. They also do general, business and shop signage. So it sounds like they've got all your signage needs covered. listen to part two where Alex talks about his travels as a touring pro. Enjoy. Next part of our little chat would be about that we talked in our first little interview about um, you coming up through the amateur ranks and turning pro and uh, I'd be interested to hear a little bit more about when you did turn pro. Um, Sure. What where what what happened then? Like in between then and Medway, I mean, you know, uh, did you play some tournaments around Australia or overseas, or did you do some stuff like that? Yeah, sure. So when I finished my um, three year traineeship at the end of two thousand and fifteen, I was, you know, pretty pumped and keen to get out and, and travel around and play all the events that I could. I didn't have um, a tour card straight away, um, right. so I just travelled all around the country and played as many programs as I could. Um, and a couple of the smaller tour events that um, that I could get into, just to you know try and try and earn some money, get some experience, and see um, I guess see how far up the ranks I could climb. Um, yep. Look, I did alright. I feel like I, I, I in 2016 I felt like I played really well, and was look was only able to break square for the year. So it sort of shows you like that's almost felt like as good as I've got, and it sort of didn't even net me a profit for the year. So. Mm-hmm. That, a bit of a, I mean, it was really good to, to do it and a bit of an eye opener at the same time. I mean, did did a lot of cool things. I drove my little Hyundai Elantra hatchback across the Nullarbor to go to Perth just just to save a few hundred bucks on a rental car. Yeah. Oh, cool. Probably one of the more stupid things I did because um, I ended up having to pay nine on a truck because I didn't want to do it again. Uh, <laughs> Oh, geez. How, how did you get in? Like, was, was it, you sort of, as you sort of hear, is it, is it like living out of a suitcase? Is it? Uh... I mean, it really was, especially for me, because we were, when you're just starting out, I think, and you're a bit young, like I wasn't, um, I certainly had enough money to be doing it, but you, I was yep. really money conscious. So you're looking at all ways to, you know, just save that extra penny. So we're always cramming into Airbnbs. And look, I think I was probably um, a little bit on the tighter side than most as far as the accommodation thing goes, just to, you know, help you feel a bit more comfortable on the golf course if you're not spending as much money. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so that, I guess that's where I sort of sat there. But it, I mean, everyone's different. Some people like to keep to themselves, sorry, keep to themselves and spend that little bit extra. And other people like to, you know, cram onto couches and <laughs> and do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, as I say, there's everyone's got their own style and uh, what feels comfortable. And when you're on the road, um, do, do you have time to practice or do you yeah, just pop at local golf courses or how does that work? There's there's plenty of time. I mean, where the events are, there's you know you don't play. No, no, like as an example, Victoria don't host events in winter. There's no daylight and it's cold. Like everywhere the events are, it's always good weather. Um, like a good time of the year to play. There's plenty of daylight. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, like a lot of the time there's, especially with the program soon, there's back-to-back events and there's travel in between, but there's always enough time to practice. Um, I think sometimes maybe maybe you can fall into the trap of, of playing a little bit too much. Um, and I, I probably did that in 2016. I think I played nearly 80 programs. It was pretty absurd. Wow. A lot of them were yeah were pretty back to back, but there's there's enough time to practice to structure yourself um, for sure. Okay, so there's a real lot of it's not just the golf side; it's the whole managing the finances and then yeah your routines and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that probably the average punter doesn't know goes on. You know, it's 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 like you're running a, your own semi small business. Yeah, and I was good at um, figuring out what I was going to be playing, and I probably wasn't quite as good at structuring my days and. I guess being as productive as I possibly could have been um, on the course. But, I mean, 2017, I managed to um, just sneak through Q School and grab a, a pretty lowly card on the Aussie Tour. So I oh, had a little bit more of the slightly bigger events to play in. So that was a bit – I guess that forces you to be a little bit more structured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, that, look, half, by the time I was halfway through that 2017, I realised that it wasn't, wasn't for me anymore. I'd had my phone and the, the bank balance was going down. I wasn't enjoying it as much. and my golf was pretty good ass too, so I thought I'd better get a job. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. So what tournaments yeah. did you play in Australia? Yeah, cool. So I played um, – I mean, I played a couple of New South Wales Opens. Yep. Um, and just a few of the smaller ones. I, Funnily enough, as you know, some of the boys give me a stick about all the time, I spent um, – I would have tried to pre-qualify for the Australian Open. I think it was eight consecutive years Yep. because I was a bit um, – disheartened with my golf in 2007 and I was working. I didn't really think I was going to get into the Australian Open with my ranking. Mm-hmm. I didn't answer that my number would have got in. So I could have played in Australian Open, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, um, oh, that's one of my, up there with driving across the Nullarbor. That one was a bit of a bit of a brain fart. And a bit, <laughs> a oh, I know. We've all got career lo- uh, highlights or, or, or... Oh, for sure. Like that, I'm sure in in, in our lives. So, uh, oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Did you did you did you manage to sort of uh, jump on a plane at any stage and uh, have a go at uh, playing anywhere else? I played a couple of um, well, played a, played a tournament. We played the New Zealand PGA, which again is just a small one. It might it's the same sort of one as a you know as a, as a Queensland Open, nothing too big. But yep, we played in Samoa, which was which was a fun week. We played a couple of tournaments in Papua New Guinea, which is a lot less fun. Oh, uh, the, the, one of the favourite ones, and I was really lucky about to go, and we got into a, a tournament over, or a couple of tournaments in South Africa, which, oh, wow. uh, because for whatever reason, the the Sunshine Tour were handing out exemptions to some people from the Austra- Australian Tour. Right. Uh, one of them was a was quite a big event, um, on the, which was co-sanctioned with the European Tour as well. And Ooh. the only reason I got in was because it clashed with the Australian PGA, so all of the the people high enough up the ranks in Australia were playing that. And yep. I was the next step off the rank. So there were a few of us that didn't deserve to be playing in the tournament. They got to go and play in a European tour event um, in the middle of the jungle in, in South Africa, which was incredible. Um, I mean, I would say that. I didn't deserve to. I mean, you, you know, that's... Uh, that's so... just the but I mean, I did, we didn't deserve to be there and we got the chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, 
and I got to before the first round. I got to hit balls on the range next to I, literally. I'd, I'd finished my warm up. It was about twenty minutes my, my tee off, and I was about to go hit some putts. I'd already had my range warm up, and I looked behind me on the range, and Charles Schwartz was hitting balls next to um, next to Darren Clark, and there was a spot in between. It. So I said to my kid, we're not, we're not going to bother having a putt. We'll go and hit some more balls between them just so I can get a photo. So. <laughs> That was, um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play, um, didn't play as well as I would have liked, but it was play a tournament like that and sort of have, when you're used to sleeping on couches and, you know, playing little, uh, little small events and you get to play an event like that with players lounges and, you know, just, I got to, got to pick up a free driver and a free through it off Taylor May because they had their tour track there. I mean, that's stuff that, uh, oh. but, you know, that was just one, one tournament that was never, in reality, it was never really going to eventuate into anything for me, but um, it was awesome to do it. Oh, that's an experience. I mean, some of us get excited if we win the monthly medal. I mean, you know, you're 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 on a plane, you're in South Africa, and you're you're practicing next to these guys, and yeah, you, you know, you're trying your yeah your best, and it um, so you're probably you know um, you know those those experiences you've you've had them, we haven't, so it's. Uh, you know, you, you sort of uh, run yourself down a little bit, but I mean, mate, you're, you've been places that we've never been, so I mean, that's sure. fantastic to uh, to take those opportunities in life. Because you know, and uh, how, oh, and so did you manage to do? Was it just a hit and run trip to South Africa, or did you um, get out there and amongst the wild animals? Well, in the sense that we we were there for tournaments, and as soon as the tournaments finished, yeah, we flew out. But I mean, the, the two tournaments I played, I missed the cut both weeks, so it left Saturday and Sunday to go and see some things. So. Oh, really? The first event was in Cape Town, so we spent um, Saturday going up to the top of Table Mountain and going to the, the Cape, uh, right down to the Cape of Good Hope. Um, Jeez. I think that's what it's called, shit. Uh, anyway, it was, that was amazing. And then the second week was up um, at a, a course called Leopard Creek, which is it's an amazing golf course right on the um, the edge of the Kruger National Park. And, I mean, it, you've probably watched that tournament. Cause, yeah. Uh, it rings a bell, that's for sure. Yeah, on a good time slot for Aussies to watch. So I mean, we've missed the cut, the, the, the three or four of us that were sort of travelling together and right. jumped in a fire car and just spent about eight hours on the Saturday cruising past lines and all sorts. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's priceless. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, you, you know, you've played, you played in a tournament, you've gone out on a you know, uh, safari yeah. and uh, stuff like that. That's, that's um, uh, you know, a trip that you, you'll always remember. For sure, but I mean, at the same the same time, at the, at the time it was a, a bit scary coming home because I, obviously I enjoyed going, but and lapped up the experience, but was so was still pretty focused on my golf at that stage. So it, cost, it was like a six thousand yeah. dollar trip, which was a big, um, at oh, the top. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously I don't regret going, especially now that uh, you know reality is golf's done for me from a competitive level. I mean, I still like. To, to go and play proems, but I'd happily yep. spend six thousand dollars to go do that again. <laughs> you look back, I'm sure as the years go by, you look back on those uh, those experiences, and uh, it's fantastic to, to do that. So, I mean, you've, yeah, you've 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 done a lot of things that the average person is never going to get to do. So, um, you know, you're, you're way ahead of of us by you know you sprint <laughs> ahead of us. So it's fantastic. So, uh, well, that's good, Alex. No worries. Um, well, good chatting with you today, and. Uh, Rob, thanks for having me on again. Lastly, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, email me at 4loopsgolf 
F-O-R-E-L-O-O-P-S-G-O-L-F at gmail.com. Till next time.